Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The issue I want to cover about zakat uh, today is the importance of understanding that the liability of zakat is on the owner of the asset. If somebody has assets which are theirs and they are above the zakat threshold, what we call the nisab, then it's their responsibility to pay zakat from, for that. Now sometimes they have assets which are uh, commodities that, uh, uh, that, that they don't want to give away from. So for example, let's just say that somebody's got gold, a woman who's just got gold. If a woman only has gold, then it's above the nisab value, but she doesn't have any cash. Then a lot of people are in this conundrum that where they're going to pay the zakat from because they've only got gold. Well, the gold is a commodity, the gold is valuable. What they really should be doing is I, they should be selling off some of that gold to pay off the zakat for that. That's their responsibility. They don't have to do that. They can borrow the money, right? They can borrow the money and then pay that on behalf of somebody. I'm hearing that there's actually many wives who essentially force their husbands to pay it or strongly encourage or compel their husbands to pay their zakat every year. So the husbands are paying the zakat of their wife's gold every year. Again, if the husband agrees to do that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But they can't be compelled. That's what I want to mention. They can't be compelled to do that because it is the responsibility of the asset holder, which is the wife in that case. And I know it sounds difficult that sometimes you've got heirloom, jewelry, or some sentimental value. You don't want to sell it, then I guess the other option would be that you borrow some money and then you pay off that. So that's important to understand that you, uh, you, you would pay zakat on the gold. Now, since we're on that discussion, uh, we mentioned in another session that you would go by the minimal nisab. The minimal nisab is the nisab uh, or the threshold of silver, which is only about 250, 300 pounds. If somebody has gold that's worth 2,000 pounds nowadays, where the zakat quantum uh, is actually two thousand uh, is about four thousand or four and a half thousand pound. Then that means they don't have the nisab of gold, but they've got more than the value of the nisab in silver. If you've only got gold, then you don't have to pay any zakat, because you don't have the quantum of gold. You're not going to measure yourself according to silver. However, if you have that gold, which is less than the threshold, but you have some cash or any other assets with it that are zakatable, then you'd have to look at the whole thing together. And if that whole thing together goes over the silver, the lower nisab, then you'd have to then pay even on your gold along with your money. So the only time that you benchmark it according to the gold nisab only is when you only have gold and nothing else together. So uh, again, the liability of the zakat of the gold is on the holder of that gold or any other asset, whatever that is. Of course, their father, their husband, their brother, somebody else can help pay for it if they willing if they're willing to do so but you can't oblige anybody to do that another thing that i want to mention as a clarification is that this is according to the hanafi view according to there is another view of some of the other madhahib that if women are using their jewelry at least once a year then they don't have to pay zakat on them the hanafis look at it differently they say that gold and silver are intrinsically valuable commodities they are almost like intrinsic currency better than currency they need to be in movement and that's why whether women wear it every day or not wear it at all, 
there is zakat on it. I just want to mention this because sometimes online and so on, you'll hear from someone that, uh, uh, you'll hear a fatwa, etc. saying that if you wear your jewelry, you don't have to pay zakat. That I believe maybe in the Hanbali and the Shafi'i schools. So what happens in them, in even the women who don't like to wear jewelry all the time, but they have some jewelry pieces, is that once a year, they will basically, before their zakat date or whatever, there's like this special day, right, that they will take out their jewelry. I'm not saying all women do that, but some may do that, I've heard of it, right, that they will take out their jewelry and they'll put it on that day and they'll wear it. And that will be probably the husband's Eid, for the, uh, the husband's Eid day for them, right, um, uh, when their wife wears all that jewelry. And that's just to justify that they're wearing it so that they don't have to pay zakat for it at the end of the year if they're using it. But in the Hanafi school, it's very clear whether you use it, you don't use it, you use it every day, you still have to pay zakat on pure gold and jewelry, and uh, pure gold and silver, and the gold must be over 50% gold, 50% uh, over 50% gold, so that means 18, 20, 22, and 24 karat gold is what your zakat on. Anything less than 14, generally the stronger opinion is that you do not pay zakat on less than that. Uh, Jazakallah khair, assalamu alaikum.